Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Cincinnati heart surgeon Dr. Daryl Satorius had a second chance at love when he married a pretty young divorcee. But happiness is sometimes elusive. Dr. Satorius fell into a serious depression and apparently committed suicide with a 38 caliber pistol. But why did he fire a test shot into the sofa cushion before killing himself? Cincinnati, Ohio. Because of its size and sophistication, its health care facilities are among the finest anywhere. Dr. Darrell Satorius was one of the city's most successful and respected heart surgeons, but he was also impatient and demanding. Dr. Satorius was a very busy surgeon, but he didn't have the strongest people skills. He was perceived by many of his co-workers as very gruff, angry kind of difficult to please sort of man. Dr. Satorius met his wife Janet, who was a nurse at the same hospital. The couple had four children together, three daughters and a son. And it wasn't long before Janet realized the many challenges of being married to a busy doctor. He was in a solo practice, which Um, took up all of his time. He was on call all of the time. The hard work and sacrifice paid off. By the mid-1980s, Dr. Satorius was earning $300,000 a year. But the climb to the top of his profession came with a price. The marriage was strained due to long hours, pressure, and Daryl's explosive temper. He was almost dangerous. He could put you down. He could make you feel really bad about yourself. And sometimes to the children, he liked to be in control, and he liked to be in charge, and he liked to be a provider and a caretaker. And while we enjoyed some of that, we weren't totally wanting to be controlled or taken care of, and that bothered him. After 30 years of marriage, the couple divorced. Dr. Satorius was lonely, depressed, and overweight, and had a difficult time living apart from his children. He was interested in finding a woman, I think, who didn't challenge him much, who would tell him how wonderful he was and stroke his ego, so to speak. For companionship, Satorius turned to a dating service. 
Dating services are a big business in the United States. For a fee, clients provide their picture and personal information, which the service distributes to other clients. The dating service thought Dr. Satorius and 45-year-old Dante Britton would make a good match. Ms. Britton described herself as the owner of a daycare facility who had recently been divorced. After four months of dating, Dr. Satorius and Dante were married. It looked as if Daryl was moving on with his life. But soon, his new wife noticed problems. He was very nice and very kind, but he was so depressed. And along with depression, Dante discovered that Daryl was impotent. He was embarrassed to tell me. And he wasn't, I guess, quite sure how I'd take it. And uh, I just said, just, I just told him, just keep giving me lots of hugs and lots of kisses on the cheek and, you know, just keep holding my hand. Dr. Satorius was so depressed that he spoke of committing suicide to some of his colleagues. Part of the problem were some startling secrets he found out about his new wife. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. After Dr. Satorius married Dante Britton, the couple moved into a luxurious home in an upscale Cincinnati suburb. Dante relished the lifestyle that her husband's income could provide. She finally had her wish, you know. She had fur coats made, she had Jaguars, she had Lexus, she had she had all the things she wanted. She went to spas, she went to the Caribbean, she went on holidays. Really, that's what she seemed to always want, was that perfect lifestyle. But from the start, the marriage was in trouble. Dr. Satorius was suffering from depression, impotence, and the couple fought often about money and who controlled the purse strings. Don't worry about the cost, I'll take care of it. There had been a terrible argument when Dante learned Daryl was going to pay for his daughter's wedding. You spent far too much money on your kids the way it is. Dante resented spending money on Daryl's children. If he were to buy something for the children, she would retaliate by going out and buying designer clothes, furs, jewelry, running up the credit card bill, basically in retaliation for him paying attention to his own children. Dante's behavior prompted Satorius to look into his wife's background. He found out that much of what Dante had told him were lies. Her real name was Della Hall. 
She never graduated from UCLA as she had claimed. In fact, she hadn't finished high school. And she had lied about how many times she had been married. Dr. Satorius was Della's fifth husband. She was the type of person who had to have the last word, who would often go out of a relationship with a bang, so to speak. And Satorius discovered his new wife had a long history of violence. She threatened husband number four with a gun. She threatened husband number three with a knife. She, um, one guy, the common law husband, she actually lit his bed on fire, drugged him and lit his bed on fire. He woke up in a burning bed. He lived through it. Thank God. There were rumors that she had um, murdered previous boyfriends and possibly another husband out in California. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time working with the uh, Los Angeles Homicide Squad, who were very cooperative and tracked down several leads for us, but we were never able to identify a previous boyfriend or husband in Southern California that was not currently alive. Mrs. Satorius had also been convicted of threatening an earlier husband with a gun, an incident that terrified Daryl. I spoke to one of his colleagues, another heart surgeon in Cincinnati about this, and he said, Daryl came into work one day wearing a bulletproof vest. And the other surgeon could not believe it. He said, you know, what are you talking about? And Daryl said, well, you know, I, I'm, fear, I'm fearful for my life and I'm wearing a bulletproof vest. I mean, he, he admitted to it. Officer, I need your help. After learning the truth about his new wife, Dr. Satorius stopped a local policeman at a gas station. He handed the policeman a handgun belonging to his wife and asked him to take it because he feared for his life. The policeman noted that Dr. Satorius seemed disoriented. Dr. Satorius' next stop was his lawyer's office. Although the marriage was only 10 months old, Satorius wanted his wife cut out of his will. He also began divorce proceedings. By this time, the couple no longer slept together. He spent most of his time in the basement, and days would go by without the two of them seeing one another. On Monday morning, February 19, 1996, Dr. Satorius didn't show up for work and didn't answer his pages. His nurse called 911. 911 emergency dispatcher, Mormon. I work for Daryl Torius, and mm -hmm. he is a doctor, and I've been paging him. I'm afraid something has happened to him, because this is uh, like him not to answer a page. police arrived at the Satorius home. Mrs. Satorius said she didn't know where her husband was. Police asked to search the home. Dr. Satorius's car was in the garage. In the basement, they found Dr. Satorius dead of a gunshot wound to the head. A 38 caliber pistol was on the floor. It had the appearances of a suicide. It was a gunshot wound to the side of the head. Uh, the gun was relatively close to the body. 
The blood was completely dry, and rigor mortis had set in, an indication that he had been dead for at least a day or two. It appeared that Sartorius had been drinking and watching television when he fired the fatal shot. Well, I knew that he was certainly suicidal, and his lawyer thought that he was suicidal, and that there had been a chance that it had been suicide. The 38 caliber pistol used in Dr. Sartorius's death was registered to Mrs. Sartorius, who had picked it up from this store just 24 hours before he was killed. First impressions indicated that Dr. Sartorius's death was suicide. He was depressed on antidepressant medication, and he told friends he was considering suicide. Mrs. Sartorius said she didn't hear any gunshots from the basement, but the next-door neighbors heard a loud bang from the Sartorius home sometime after midnight on Saturday. When forensic experts arrived at the scene, they immediately saw other inconsistencies. Two shots had been fired. One into the sofa cushion, the other to the head. It is not uncommon at all for the person who is going to use this firearm to take their own life to test fire the, the weapon first, to make sure they know how to use the, use the weapon. The bullet entered just above the right ear, and there was no exit wound. Blood was expelled from Sartorius's mouth and nose. But there was blood spatter on Dr. Sartorius's left arm, as well as both sides of his right hand. It appeared that Sartorius's right arm was in his lap at the time of the fatal shot, and not behind his head holding the gun. Proof of this was blood found on Dr. Sartorius's right palm. If Dr. Sartorius shot himself, the handle of the gun would have prevented blood spatter from hitting his palm when the shot was fired. You've got the problem. If this man, if Daryl Sartorius fired the fatal shot at himself, his hand would have been back here at the time and not in a position to receive the blood spatter. Another discrepancy. Blood on the front of the sofa in front of the body. This blood couldn't have come from him and been hitting the front of the couch at, let's say, a 40-degree angle, that this had to been, like, flung off of somebody's hands. Finally, there was the second bullet fired at the scene. It was possible that Dr. Sartorius had test-fired the weapon before firing the fatal shot into his head. But the powder burns on Dr. Sartorius's right hand and on the sofa were on top of the blood, which meant... The blood was there first, before the second shot was fired. Dr. Sartorius most likely uh, would, would not have been able to fire that shot himself. It was done by someone else. It is most logical that the hand was moved uh, to an area where the second shot was fired in an attempt to produce uh, perhaps gunshot residue on the hands of the victim, which would then in the mind of the shooter, make this appear more like a suicide than a homicide. Mrs. Sartorius was the only other person in the house when Daryl died. But what was her motive for murder? She had a $1 million motive. She wanted that money. 
He had a pension plan that her, she was entitled to as his wife. If Daryl had divorced her, Mrs. Sartorius would have only received an allowance of between one and $2,000 a month. A million dollars is a powerful motive for murder. But perhaps the most damaging piece of information was what Della's mother told police. Della's mom gets on the phone, calls the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office, and assures them that Daryl Sartorius did not commit suicide. Assures them that he was murdered and guarantees them her daughter is the one that committed the offense. Della Faye Hall, also known as Dante Britton, was arrested and charged with murder in the shooting death of her husband, Daryl Satorius. Her defense suggested a killer was loose in the neighborhood since a neighbor was brutally murdered a few blocks away three days after Satorius' death. But there were no signs of forced entry in the Satorius home. And prosecutors were convinced that the forensic evidence and motive clearly pointed to Mrs. Satorius. Around two o'clock in the morning, Dr. Satorius was on the sofa in the basement watching television. His wife approached from behind with her 38 caliber pistol. She fired a fatal shot. Blood from his nose and mouth spattered over his right palm, evidence that he was not holding the gun when it was fired. Della then placed the gun in his hand and fired the second shot to make sure gunpowder residue would be found on his hands. But the blood on his palm showed otherwise, as did the powder burns on the sofa cushions, which were also on top of the blood stains. During the murder, blood got onto Della's hand, which he tried to shake off. The blood hit the sofa from the front at a 45-degree angle. But in moving Dr. Satoris's hand and in moving and in, in putting the gun into it, she committed some very fatal flaws to her defense that this was a suicide. You now have blood. She got blood on her hands and kind of flung it back. So now you've got blood spatter on the couch coming from the wrong direction. And it's down below where his legs would have been. And there was no scientific way to explain that from a suicide position. So she's got that problem. She's got blood going the wrong direction on the couch. She's got an arm where it shouldn't be. She's got blood on both sides of his hands where it shouldn't be. And she's got smeared blood on a firearm where it shouldn't be. Although Dr. Satorius's death may have appeared to be suicide, the forensic evidence clearly pointed to murder. During the trial, the voice of Dr. Satorius himself was heard in the courtroom, a message to his daughter left on her answering machine. You could hear the fear in his voice that, you know, 
She's threatening to kill me. I'm afraid she's going to follow through on this. You know, I may not live through this. Please don't push this right now. A Cincinnati jury deliberated for just over four hours before delivering a verdict. We, the jury, and the issue joined find the defendant, Della Dante Sartorius, guilty of aggravated murder. She was sentenced to life in prison and won't be eligible for parole until 2014. Her own mother calls her a black widow spider, a fortune hunter who found her way to success by latching on to a successful man. Noted crime writer Aphrodite Jones interviewed Della in prison for her best-selling book, Della's Web. Jones believes that when Della heard about her husband's divorce plans, Della concluded that murder was her only alternative. Absolutely, Della is a born killer. She is a born sociopath. She is somebody who views the world through her eyes only, which doesn't add up with the reality, the consensus of reality in the rest of the world. In her eyes, the world is her oyster for the taking. And if she can't take it, she'll find a way to take it. There is no earning anything. There is no justification for anything. It's just all about her. The Satorius family cannot easily forget the years stolen from them through a senseless, irrational act of betrayal. He has wonderful children who are very accomplished and educated, and he would be very proud of them. He now has two son-in-laws and two grandchildren whom I think he would have adored, would have loved to have spent time with, and I think he would have come into his own in this part of his life where he had accomplished what he had set out to do and he could sit back and enjoy his accomplishments, certainly um, with his children. And I'm very sad that he was not allowed to enjoy that. And I miss him. We all miss him a lot. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.